At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. We're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills. But where do you start? Unless you're a medical billing expert, finding savings can seem impossible. HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance and flags errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Saving starts with knowing where to look. Visit HealthLock.com today before you see another healthcare provider. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Rob Longo. Hi, friends, and welcome to today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast, the official podcast of your Charlotte Hornets, brought to you by Santa. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Hornets, and boy, do we have a big, big podcast on deck for today as the Hornets win one 124-117 over the Washington Wizards in our nation's capital. I talked about it on the broadcast last night. A triple whammy, if you will. Not only is it a win for the Hornets to improve to now 3-5 and five on the season, it's a divisional game. They pick up a win in the division, and it also improves the Hornets to 1-0 and in Pool B in the Eastern Conference in the NBA in-season tournament. So a lot to talk about in this one. We're going to break it down every which way, provide you with our top performers, and with a early tip-off tomorrow at Madison Square Garden, a noon tip to be exact. We're not going to release a podcast tomorrow, so we'll have your Knicks preview ready to go here in a few segments. Helping me out with all of these topics today, it's the one and only lead writer of Hornets.com, Sam Perley. And Sam, thank you for joining me on today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast. I know there was a lot of perseverance both on the court and off the court. We'll get into both here in a few moments, but appreciate you as always joining me here on the Hornets Hivecast. Of course. Thank you for having me. And I believe... I'm not mistaken, this is two post-game Hornets Hivecasts in a row that I've been on, and they're both winning additions, so who knows, could be the start of a trend. You probably shouldn't have said that, because now we're going to book you for every game. That's fine. Hey, if it takes, I'll be on here every single game, home or away. I'll stay till all hours of the night talking. If you get me talking about a Hornets win, I will be there. I appreciate the sacrifice. I appreciate your service to the Hornets Hivecast. So let's go ahead and break this one down. Did not go off to a great start for the Hornets. Charlotte missed its first five shots of the game. They trailed this one early on by as many as 16. A lot just did not simply go right in the first half for the Hornets. Started the game 0 for 12 from beyond the arc. They didn't hit their first three-pointer until under 30 seconds to play in the first half. And somehow, someway, Charlotte was only down six going into the locker room at halftime. I mean, the Wizards were shooting at about a 55% clip. Charlotte was shooting at 46%. Hornets did not shoot well from three. They were 1 of 14 
from beyond the arc, just 4-9 at the free throw line as well. But the good news was Mark Williams was dominating. He had a first half double-double, 12 points, 10 boards. He was kind of leading the way for Charlotte. The centers just continued to eat in that game last night for Charlotte. Nick Richards also had 10 points and 5 rebounds off the bench in the first half alone. We go to the third quarter. The Hornets finally get their first lead at the 446 mark of the third frame, a 76-75 to advantage. That did not last very long as Washington then was able to extend their lead back to a 97-88 to advantage going into the fourth quarter. Wizards shot 55% from the field. Charlotte shot just 39% from the field in that third quarter, but the Hornets continued to persevere, and then things just got super, super crazy there. In that fourth quarter, Brandon Miller got his fifth foul early on there in the fourth frame. He had to go to the bench as the Hornets trailed it by nine. Wizards ripped off a 10-2 run there early stages of the third of the fourth quarter. Charlotte was able to rip off a 11-0 run to make things really, really interesting with about four and a half minutes left to go. And then they were able to take the lead back 113-111 with about three minutes left to play. And that was basically the ball game right there. Hornets were able to just continue to extend their lead, which was not very big at all throughout the contest. At one point, I think the Hornets had their largest advantage of two at that 113-111 spot with about three minutes left to go in the fourth quarter. But the Hornets were able to hang on. They were able to close big down the stretch thanks to some big fourth quarter performances. LaMelo Ball had 25 points in the game. 13 of those came in the fourth quarter alone. Gordon Hayward, a phenomenal fourth quarter as well. He had 11 in the fourth frame. He finishes with a game-high 27 points, a season-high up until this point as well. Mark Williams, a monster game. There was a lot of discrepancy. There were some uh, stat corrections that had to be taking place after the game. So officially official now, Mark Williams, 21 points, 24 rebounds, a monster night for Mark Williams. This team just looked really, really good on the offensive and defensive glass. They dominated the points in the paint as well. Sam, this is what this team was built to do. Absolutely. And I like to think that Mark Williams putting up such big numbers basically just shut down the NBA website and just caused it to kind of malfunction a little bit. So uh, yeah, tremendous performance by by him and the Hornets as well. I mean, I, it felt like they were due for one of these comeback wins. You know, obviously you don't want to fall down the way they did early by 16 points, but it feels like, you know, in the past, some of these losses, they, they got up to a slow start and then they rally and they get to within, you know, whatever, within striking distance and the other team kind of pulls away. And that kind of did happen in this one, but, you know, credit to the Hornets, down 10 with about seven and a half minutes to go started to get that three-point shooting going, and it just opened up everything else for them. And it, it goes to show you, um, if they can get this three-point shoot, shooting going, um, I think they had two threes to the first three quarters and then hit four in that 21-4 to four run in the, at the end of the fourth. I mean, it's really, really going to open this offense up the way Mark Williams is playing right now. If you can get Lamelli, get Gordon, get Brandon, Peter to start knocking down some of these threes, uh, they're going to be in really, really good shape. But that, that was probably one of the best six-minute stretches of the season there at the end of that fourth quarter. Rebounding was absolutely just a a sensational historic performance in the rebounding differential. Um, And this is what they wanted to do. They forced the Wizards to play their style, scoring a lot in the paint, doing a lot of pick and roll, playing um, you know, inside out basketball. So uh, really, really impressive win. And, uh, you know, obviously the start wasn't tremendous, but, you know, they found a way to win and made the plays in the end. Hey, sometimes it's not how you start, it's how you finish. When you look at the rebounding totals, officially Charlotte out-rebounded Washington 67-36. to And Sam, before we started recording the podcast, we were going back and forth making sure all the numbers matched up. So as the record keeper holder, of record, I guess, for lack of a better term. You're really good at looking up this kind of stuff. That's officially a franchise record for rebound differential, correct? 
Correct, and that is actually that was uh, Jack Bransgard in PR that initially sent it and had tied the record. I think when it was plus twenty eight, a, uh, a game against the Seattle Sonics back from nineteen ninety eight. It was like a forty eight to twenty, was it? Um, and then when it got bumped up, when they added a couple rebounds at the end, I think that's what put it over the top. So plus thirty one rebounding differential is now a new Hornets franchise record. The sixty seven total rebounds are third most, and the twenty eight offensive rebounds are the second most. So. A lot of rebounding records, uh, always fun for me. This is like big-time basketball stat nerd kind of stuff. When these kind of games happen, it just feels like there's so many different records and numbers. It, it's a lot to, uh, It's a lot of fun for me. After the game, head coach Steve Clifford was asked about the rebounding. He said, well, based off of the way this roster is made up, this is what it should look like. It's got to become part of who we are, though. You know, if you're going to play big, that's got to be a part of the game that's you know, that, that we, we're good at, and it's got to be consistent. So, I mean, hopefully tonight's a step in the right direction. I think if you out-rebound teams by 30-plus every night, you're going to win more games than not. And again, keep in mind, too, Hornets did not shoot the three-ball well. They ended up shooting 21% from beyond the arc, 6 of 28 total, and did not shoot the ball in general well, 45.5%. They were outshot in all three facets of the game by the Wizards. Washington shot 49% from the field. Hornets shot 45.5%. Wizards, 36-37% from beyond the arc. I already talked about the 21% that the Hornets shot from three. And the free throw shooting wasn't there either. Washington goes 17-20. to 20, That's 85%. 18 for 28 for the Hornets, that's about 64%. So a lot of things did not go right for Charlotte in last night's game. And after the game, Gordon Hayward caught up with Sam Farber on the Hornets radio network. And you can hear a little bit of some disdain in Gordon's voice, some frustration, even though it was a win. Man, we just got stops there in the fourth when we needed to. Um, that sparked our run. We were able to get out in transition. The game's so much easier when you don't have to play against a set defense, walking it up all the time. So we got to be better. Can't get away. What was it, 17-5 in the first quarter or something? We were getting down in these holes. I don't know what the deal is, but definitely proud of our effort to keep fighting. Over the last three or four years, we've shown that we're not going to give up. We're going to keep fighting. But, man, we're making it tough on ourselves. Hopefully we don't have to keep doing that. I don't know if I'm reading too much into the tone that Gordon had there, Sam, but I just it felt like some frustration and almost felt like some relief there as well that even though all things considered Gordon knows what this team is capable of they just haven't really seen the win-loss record pile up there right now and it's maybe one bad quarter one bad stretch of five or ten minutes here or there and that's basically the reason why the Hornets are now three and five on the season compared to maybe what I don't know maybe they have a couple more wins maybe they're at 500 maybe they're at four and four I don't know but at any rate I mean it's interesting just to hear the frustration and a little bit of relief in Gordon's voice there yeah I don't know if necessarily frustration I think it's it's sort of this this realization and this sort of almost epiphany of like hey if we do the things we're supposed to be doing if we get stops if we hit shots this is so we can make this so much easier on ourselves and not have to come back from 14 down or 12 down or double digits every single game too. So I I don't think it was necessarily like a frustration. It was almost like a, Hey, we can do this. We just have to play like this earlier in the games and control these games the way we're capable of controlling. It's it's almost like a, a, we can do this. Why aren't we doing it more? Because we have it, we have the capabilities to do it. So uh, we need to do it. They showed it. And uh, yeah, I think it's, uh, I think a relief is also a good word too, because you know, it's so so many times with these comebacks, as we've seen, that to come back from 16 down and you get it all the way to two or three, and then the other team goes on like a 9-0 run, it's just it's hard to get over the mountaintop after you crawl back from that many points down because the margin of error is just so thin. You know, you look at the Wizards game on Wednesday. I think where the Hornets get it to 
They're down 20-something, got it to eight, and then it was just, you know, three-pointer by Gallinari that he banked in, bad foul, and right away it was right back up to 22. So it's hard. It's really hard to come back from that far down. So uh, you don't want to make it a habit, but when it happens and, and you manage to pull through, it's, it's obviously a really good feeling. Hornets win it last night, 124-117 to 117 over the Washington Wizards. Washington now 2-6 and six on the season. Hornets now 3-5 and five on the campaign, also 1-0 and oh in Pool B play in the Eastern Conference in-season tournament. Wizards now 0-2, and, and based off of tiebreakers, it goes wins, then it goes point differential, so technically the Hornets are tied with Miami for the number one spot in the in-season tournament rankings right now in Pool B because they both have a plus seven in the point differential. Great effort, though, all around from Charlotte in terms of starters. Bench players played well as well. All five starters in double figures, two players with double doubles. P.J. Washington had 11 points, 10 boards. Mark Williams already talked about him, 21 points, 24 rebounds. A lot of good contributions off the bench, including Nick Richards, 15 points, six boards for Big Nick. So a lot of stuff going on here, a lot of top performance nominees. We're going to give you those here right after this quick break on the Hornets Hivecast. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Rob Longo and the lead writer of Hornets.com, Sam Perley, with you on this edition of the Hornets Hivecast following Charlotte's 124 to 117 win in our nation's capital over the Washington Wizards. Sam, you heard me go into break there just a few moments ago discussing the box score and the great performances that all of these guys had last night. So it's hard to pick one, but we're going to try to do our best. Who was your top performer from last night's game? Yeah, I'm going to go with, uh, I think it's an easy one. It's Mark Williams. I mean, just, you know, with the Hornets not shooting the way. Or the way they were in that first half, and I think they missed the first twelve. Started two of twenty-three for the first three quarters. I mean, they really, really needed to take advantage of the 
second chance points they got, and they definitely did. They finished with a 32 to seven advantage in second chance points, and I would venture to guess a lot of that came from Mark Williams, either offensive rebounding or boxing out. I mean, like we said, 21 points, 24 rebounds, 15 offensive rebounds. Uh, that broke the franchise record by four. The previous record was 11, held by I think four or five different guys. Um, actually, Mason Plumley tied it last year too in a game. So Mark was great. I mean, this is exactly what the Hornets need. You know, Steve Clifford talked about it the last couple of days. They needed to get big play out of their centers. They needed the centers on the court because the way they're going to win and be successful is with Mark Williams and Nick Richards playing the way they're capable of playing, like you saw last night in Washington, too. So Mark Williams, absolutely, for me, is, is the uh, you know my player of the game. Under a minute to play. LaMelo Ball will go pick and roll with Mark Williams. Gives to Gordon Hayward in the corner. Down to the baseline, P.J. Washington. Kick out LaMelo. Fakes the pass, high post, P.J. Washington turns, shoots, off the back iron, rebound. Mark Williams picks it up and slams it home. A two-handed Dr. Pepper dunk off yet another second-chance point opportunity. Yeah, Mark Williams was just everywhere last night, feasting offensive glass, defensive glass. I mean, he broke out the Windex last night. He looked great. You talked about those second-chance points and those offensive rebounds. We referenced that a little bit here, but just how big was that comparison? We talked about the rebounding margin, but to make it even more specific on the offensive rebounding margin, the Hornets, 28 offensive boards, 32 second-chance points. Washington had seven offensive rebounds, resulted in seven second-chance points. So the Hornets did a great job cleaning up the glass, especially Mark Williams, in specifically for me my top performer even without mark williams i know rob rules are applying here but even if mark williams is already taken or if he was available i think i might have gone in this direction i'm gonna go with gordon hayward lamello up the floor for gordon hayward he'll get into the body of pool goes up for the shot it settles through cannon and a foul gordon hayward with the finish over jordan pool who is in a precarious position I thought Gordon Hayward won that game in the fourth quarter for the Hornets. Basically, two people won that game in the fourth quarter for Charlotte. It was Gordon Hayward and LaMelo Ball. LaMelo Ball in the fourth quarter last night, 13 points. He was perfect from the field, 5 for 5. That includes 3 for 3 beyond the arc. He had two rebounds, two assists, did not turn the ball over. Gordon Hayward in the fourth quarter, 11 points, 3 for 4 from the field, 4 for 5 at the charity stripe, two rebounds, and he was big on a defensive end too. He had three steals in the fourth quarter alone. So they combined for 24 of Charlotte's 36 points there in the fourth quarter, Sam. Gordon Hayward finished it with this stat line, 10 of 20 from the field, only one for four from beyond the arc, but he was six of eight from the free throw line. He was an assist shy of a double-double, nine assists. He also had five rebounds, four steals in total to go along with those game-high 27 points. I just love what Gordon has done over the last couple of games. He's just been so darn consistent. Last night was no difference. I mean, he had 16 points through three quarters. You go back a little bit more. I mean, he's just so consistent. One bucket here, two buckets here. Those add up over time. He had four points through the first quarter. He had 10 through the second, 16 through the third, and then he finishes with 27. That is the definition of consistency. Yeah, he, he was really good. And again, I, I think I said it uh, last time I was on. He's just, again, he's one of those guys that you look at the, the box score after the game and you're like, holy cow, I didn't realize he had 27 points and nine assists and, and you know five or six rebounds and didn't turn the ball over. And he had four steals because he just does all these things on the floor. And it's, it's not necessarily that you take it for granted, but you, it just doesn't come in the most like 
in-your-face, flashy way. And I thought he had two of the biggest shots maybe in the fourth quarter. I think, um, you know, LaMelo obviously hit the, the three threes that really kind of got the run going. But the straightaway three-pointer he hit right after Washington retook the lead on the Kuzma layup. LaMelo, I think, had the assist, was a big shot. Hornets got a stop at the other end. Then they had an empty possession, another stop. And then he had the and one with about two and a half minutes to go that took it from a two-point lead to five. So that really, it felt like once it got up to five, uh, really started to kind of like, okay, they, they might start kind of pulling away in this one. So, yeah, really, really good. Nine assists, zero turnovers, the 27 points, shot 50%. I mean, really, really nice showing from Gordon Hayward for sure. Again, a couple of other nominees out there, some cap tips that we did not really talk about. I already mentioned LaMelo Ball, 25 points, 13 of those coming into fourth. He also had six rebounds, six assists as well. You go down the line a little bit too. Brandon Miller had to deal with some foul trouble in the second half. He still finishes with 12 points. Not the greatest of shooting days, 5 of 16 from the field, 0 for 6 from beyond the arc, but he does get some three rebounds, two assists, a couple of blocks, and a steal in there as well. So he did a lot on the defensive end. Just altering shots, I think, with a lot of that length. You can say the same thing for Mark Williams. Again, Great rebounding effort, but uh, surprisingly did not have a block, did not have a steal, but he ended up with three assists as well. So, again, Mark Williams' perfect streak of going 18 for 18 from the field does come to a close. He ends up going 10 to 21 last night, but I'm sure he'll exchange that for a 21.24 rebound performance. And more importantly, it comes in a Hornets win, 124 to 117 over the Washington Wizards. Coming up next, though, with an early tip time tomorrow, we're going to go ahead and get our Knicks preview out of the way. Hornets and Knicks at high noon at MSG tomorrow afternoon. We'll talk about the game next here on a Hornets Hivecast. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. This was my first year on the bench in the NBA, 
and we had a veteran team, and I've never forgotten, and a reporter asked Jeff Van Gundy, five and seven nights, what do you do to get your guys ready to play? And he said, if you have to worry about getting your guys ready to play, you're not going to be a good NBA team. You know, this is the league where you play 82 games. There's not a lot of motivational speeches. Guys know how to get ready or they don't, and I think our guys will. That's Steve Clifford after the game last night talking about the Hornets with a quick turnaround heading to Madison Square Garden tomorrow afternoon, a high noon tip-off at MSG against the New York Knicks. And we'll have you covered on the Hornets radio network. Of course, Bally Sports Southeast will have that for you on the TV side as well. So let's go ahead and get into a game preview. Sam Pearlie, you know how these work. We need a Hornets player to watch, a Knicks player to watch, and a stat to watch. We always usually follow the same format, but to remind the listener audience out there, where would you like to begin? Yeah, I'm going to go with Hornet to watch, and uh, mine's going to be a LaMelo ball. Uh, if they could get sort of the LaMelo ball, the fourth quarter LaMelo ball has been outstanding, particularly the last three games. I thought uh, in the first Wizards game, it was probably his best end-to-end game, but was really, really good there at the end of the fourth quarter in, in Washington uh, to get that one going. And his last three games, I mean, you can start to see it. It's coming around a little bit more. Um, you know, last three games, 25 points, shooting 47%, 39% from three, uh, sh- making over three threes a game, five and a half rebounds, over 10 assists a game, 1.3 steals. Still has to clean up the turnovers a little bit, but LaMelo Ball, you're starting to, to see a little bit. You know, it's again, it's something I think we um, maybe took for granted how long the rehab was over the summer and, you know, how long it takes to get back into a rhythm. I mean, he's still five, six weeks from being cleared from contact. So um, he's starting to really kind of come on and, and you're starting to see it. So hopefully uh, he can kind of get things going right from the start in this one and get the Hornets off to a, a good one in, uh, in Madison Square Garden. I like to pick. It's hard to not pick a guy like LaMelo Ball, who's just been balling out, for lack of a better term, no pun intended there. Over the last three games, the way that he's been able to play has been really, really fun to watch. Over the last three games from LaMelo, you go back to the previous couple, 30 points, 10 rebounds, 11 assists. He had that triple-double in Dallas. Uh, You go back to the other games, 34 points, 4 rebounds, 7 assists, and then 25-6-6 and in last night's game against Washington. So LaMelo Ball, great pick for me going in a different direction. This is a little difficult because there was just so much great play across the board yesterday. Usually I kind of look and see who had maybe a little bit of a down game and try to maybe pick on them to try to, I'm not going to say I'm going to motivate them because I doubt they're listening to the podcast. And just like you heard Steve Clifford said, not really a lot of motivational speeches in the NBA, but I usually look for someone to turn it around a little bit. There's not really anybody in this case, in this instance here, as we get ready for the game tomorrow, but I guess I'll take Gordon Hayward. The Knicks do play a little big from time to time. I'm going to take Gordon. He played 36 minutes last night. I know he's a crafty vet, but uh, based off the injury history and he was even probable going into the game last night as well he had a little bit of a, a nagging hamstring issue how's he going to recover quick turnaround more or less a 36 hour turnaround maybe compared to just 48 so trying to wake up early and get the body ready for a noon tip at msg i want to see what gordon Hayble- gordon hayward is able to do here against the Knicks tomorrow afternoon, so he's going to be my player to watch. Usually we'll go Knicks player to watch next, and before we get into that, Sam, uh, just to kind of set the lay of the land here, New York is 4-4 four and four so far this season. They've been off since Wednesday. They won it 126-105 to 105 over San Antonio, so they're going to have a pretty big rest advantage going into this one, but hey, maybe after the way that the Hornets played on Friday, maybe you want to ride that hot hand, ride that momentum, and just continue to keep playing game after game, but to kind of reset what the Knicks did 
in the offseason, they moved on from Obi Toppin, traded him to Indiana for two draft picks, second-round picks, that is. Declined a team option on Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose now in Memphis, of course. Picked off the, pl- the team option on Josh Hart, so he is back with the Knicks this year. And with all of that available cap space, they end up signing Dante DiVincenzo to a four-year, $47 million contract. So with all that said, now that we have that out of the way, who's your Knicks player to watch? Yeah, my Knicks player to watch is going to be Jalen Brunson. Uh, another thing about the Knicks, very Villanova-heavy roster now. I think they have four players, uh, Hart, DiVincenzo, Brunson, and Ryan Diacono, Archie Diacono on the roster too. So definitely a, a little bit of a theme there with the Wildcat alumni. But Jalen Brunson is off to uh, you know a solid start. He's, he's only shooting 40% from the field and only 39% from two, but is shooting very well from three-point range right now, 43%. He's averaging about 22.5 points per game. And last season against the Hornets, he had a 27-point season-high 13 assist game. I want to say it was like last November, last December. So uh, he's played well against the Hornets since he got to New York. He's really kind of taken advantage of a, you know, a heightened role there after, you know, spending the first part of his career in Dallas. So uh, he's tough. He's really crafty. You saw him in the playoffs last year, knows how to get to his spots, lefty shooter, and score at all three levels. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't let the, the shooting percentages, they're a little low right now, but I don't think that's really deceiving. He's a really, I think that's a little deceiving. He's a really, really good player and somebody the Hornets are going to have to be uh, very mindful of uh, defensively. For me, I'm going to look at the bigs. I'm taking a look at Mitchell Robinson. He only had eight points in that game Wednesday when the Knicks took on the San Antonio Spurs, but it was more on the defensive side that I'm going to take a look at it. A lot has been made about how are you going to guard a guy like Victor Wembanyama. Wemby did not have a great game on Wednesday. I understand he's a rookie, but just the athleticism that he brings and the hype that he brings, you maybe would expect a little bit more. Yeah, he finishes with 14 points and 9 rebounds. He was 4-14 shooting, but when Mitchell Robinson was the primary defender on Victor Wembanyama, he was 0-6 from the field. So it's almost that matchup inside a matchup a little bit between Mitchell Robinson and Mark Williams that I'm really taking a look at. Again, just basically more from the defensive end. And also, Mitchell Robinson leads the NBA so far in offensive rebounding too. So something to consider. Guy on both ends that can get the job done. I know he only had eight points the other night, but he was three for four from the field. He was consistent. He did pick up 12 boards. So Mitchell Robinson, my player to watch this afternoon, or I guess tomorrow afternoon. I'm used to saying he's on a game day, but uh, tomorrow afternoon, Mitchell Robinson, my player to watch. So that leaves us with a statistic to watch. What are you looking at? I'm going to go with uh, just defense. I mean, it's kind of an all-encompassing one, but New York defense right now, uh, at least as of yesterday, going into last night's games, was second in the NBA right now. Big jump up. They were 19th last year, and they just, you know, the offense hasn't been very good. You know, the 23rd in offense, they've really struggled with efficiency, particularly Julius Randle. Uh, Brunson has had kind of his ups and downs, but uh, they're getting it done defensively right now. The defensive rating was 103.7 as of yesterday, eight games in. It was 114.2 last season. Again, small sample size, but that's a pretty significant improvement. Uh, and they just, you know, I'm going to kind of stretch out a little bit. They, they just do things, the little things well. They rebound very well. They're top two in all three rebounding categories, uh, and they don't foul either. They're third, they're averaging the third fewest fouls. So, uh, they just do the little things well, and I think that's what makes their defense so good. So Hornets got to find a way to get some shots dropping early and really start opening things up like we saw at the end of that Washington game to start off. That's a good one. I'm going to look at almost in the completely opposite direction. I'm going to look at the tempo of this one, the pace of this one, whatever you want to look at. The Knicks really like to slow things down, and they're really, really methodical. When you look at it, I mean, 
It's a nine-point spread, which doesn't sound like a lot, but just in terms of points scored in the NBA, the Hornets are top 10 in points scoring right now. They're almost a top 10 offense. The Knicks are absolutely not that. They are 29th in the association in points scored. They average about 107 per contest, while the Hornets average a little bit over 116. And when you take a look at the pace, I mean, it's just almost night and day. I mean, Hornets really like to get up and down. They they try to run the fast break the best that they can, but, I mean, they play at a top-five pace, the Hornets do. The Knicks do not do that. They play at a bottom-five pace. So it's basically going to come down to who is able to dictate the tempo of the game. Is it going to be a slow and methodical set offense and a set defense that Tom Thibodeau teams like to play, that New York is going to play? Is it going to be an up-tempo, high-energy offense and running back and trying to get your defense set for the Hornets. I thought the Hornets did a good job dictating the way the game was going to be played last night with Washington. They said, we're going to play big. We're going to dominate the paint like we're supposed to, and you're going to have to change or adapt. And Washington was not able to do that. They cooled off from three compared to the game on Wednesday, and they weren't able to even compete on the level uh, that the Hornets did on the offensive glass and in terms of just rebounding and pain points in general. So who is going to control the game? I know it's a little bit of a cop-out. I'm not giving you a specific stat, but that is what I'm really looking at for the game tomorrow afternoon. Either way, you're going to be able to see the write-up and the recap on Hornets.com from the lead writer of Hornets.com. That is Sam Perley. And Sam, thank you for joining me on today's edition of the HHD. Already getting excited to talk Hornets hoops after a Sunday matinee at the Garden tomorrow. Absolutely. Sounds good. Hopefully, we'll have the same sort of uh, happiness and elation and winning spirit uh, talking again after and make it a 2-0 and road trip. So fingers crossed, hopefully the Hornets can keep that momentum going. Would certainly pan out well for Charlotte as the Hornets would look to get to a game below 500. They would be 4-5 and with a win tomorrow afternoon. Will they do it? Well, that's why they play the game. 12 o'clock tip on the Hornets Radio Network tomorrow and on Bally Sports Southeast as well. And we'll have a recap for you after the contest. For Sam Perley, I'm Rob Longo saying so long. Thank you for joining us on today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast. We'll talk to you Monday afternoon or Monday morning whenever you're listening to the podcast right here on the HHC. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. 
Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.